یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے سمیر دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے گسے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 34 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! How are you Karan? Episode number 34 is a pretty big number. Who, who comes to mind when you say number 34? Uh, so many greats in NBA history. Uh, obviously Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal from your favorite team, Lakers Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. Um, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon comes to mind automatically. He's two of the greatest big men of all time. Yep. Uh, Charles, Charles Barkley comes to mind, who's a great big man if you consider width. Uh, also a size um it is true and, uh, and 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 who else did you mention you mentioned someone while we were not recording that's right uh, in in the elite company of these three we also have javel mcgee javel mcgee the soon to be golden state warrior javel mcgee yeah that's just so weird isn't it <laughs> yeah, it it's either going to be really work really well or be a car crash and either way it'll be exciting so yeah exactly and uh, yeah, let's let's hope it's more uh, charles barkley and This episode is more Charles Barkley, Hakeem and Shaq than Joe McGee. <laughs> uh, so a lot's been happening in Indian basketball for the last couple of days. Right? Uh, I think we should start first with the FIBA Asia Under-18 where I think our boys had the best uh, best finish in quite a few years now. Yeah, so, and you're right when you say a lot's been happening in Indian basketball because, so today we're recording on the 1st of August, right? Yesterday was basically just... a bunch of finals you know like the the FIBA under 18 finish a couple of other tournaments which we'll get to later finished and you're completely right like I, i'm i you know I'm, usually we are optimistic people here to darshan i yeah. you know we, we always think much higher than uh, than than the their team performs but i feel our optimism has sort of has a good reasoning this time right for our under 18 team played in tehran at the FIBA asia under 18 championship which is basically asia's top junior tournament and we hadn't finished uh, we hadn't reached the quarter finals for about 12 years since 2004 and this year we did and um, we played pretty well and and you and i have i think found our our next generation man crush if i'm if i'm guessing your feelings uh, about baladineshwar the same way that my feelings are that's absolutely right absolutely right <laughs> uh, whatever little i could uh, watch and sneak through youtube streaming shout out to fiba for making that happen And How awesome was that? Yeah, so much, so much life, better yeah. than that stupid FIBA.com widget based on which we had to follow <laughs> otherwise. Hey, no, not knocking that. That's been our lifeline for the last three or four years. But it's definitely helpful to have YouTube streaming as well. Um, yeah. So, I, I, so, I so your thoughts? Um, uh, so our team finished. I think we won two games. We beat, we beat the basically we beat the teams we were supposed to beat That's and right. lost to the teams we were supposed to lose to. Yeah. But we played well. You know, and like it's easy. and that is i guess it's a difference i know there's no moral victories but they kind of are and um, and you watched a lot like what was your opinion of uh, bala bala who's uh, our point guard i'm guessing i don't know if this team had a traditional pg situation yeah i don't but think what was your yeah i don't uh, think he's like a he's a traditional pg but he's just more like a very ball ball heavy guard so you know he can yeah. score if he wants he can shoot if he wants he can drive in if he wants but he controls the game he controls the ball a lot of time so obviously it was pretty evident that this uh, this team i don't think had too much time together and everything and uh, they don't really play much outside as well so the fiba asia is generally a pretty high step up for them right and yeah. um and i think they held their own like for instance uh, i was 
surprised that uh, some of our guys their fundamentals looked really sound that's the biggest difference i've seen from the past few years where we have we have guys who are reasonably tall for under 18 level and they are so smooth off the dribble they they can drive in if they want to and obviously we don't have the centers um, so i think that's where we we kind of lost it a little bit against some of these traditional powerhouses we were mm-hmm. uh, screwed on the rebounds and we just uh, we just aren't people who can play one on one defense that well so but i think overall it's really good i was really impressed with how bala played i was kind of shocked to hear that he's only 16 years old so he technically has uh, one more edition of this right this happens every 2 years or... yeah so he so he played last year he played in the under 16 and he was a star yeah because um, and, and so it was sort of and and he was named captain this year so which would have been you know he would have been one of the youngest players in the team and he uh, and the primary ball handler and the captain so it's it's impressive and i think the game against iraq which we won in overtime where mm-hmm. he had an just as i think when we outscored them 16 and 6 in the overtime period it was mostly by him yeah that to me was his like you know now he's grown up to be like i think that that was the game where he proved his mental as Yeah. not just someone with potential but someone who can really perform at the international stage exactly and he's like 2 years under class so that's uh, it's really impressive what he can do and the, my only worry with him was that he was a little short but then knowing that he's 16 i think he has a few more years where he can shoot up or like at least hone his skills in such a way that he can you know learn a few new things and not necessarily make it a disadvantage but uh, yeah really really cool you know what what other thing that i was uh, really impressed with bala he wears number uh, 24 That's, okay. He's got. He's got. Uh, he's got I think I know who he is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, did, mean, did you watch any of the games? What did you think uh, of the under 18 team? I watched. So, so first, I want to just add a little tangent to what you said numerically. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- j- uh, just want to say how cool it is the fact that FIBA has now given up like that whole you can only wear number four to fifteen. Thing. Oh yeah, and the US the Olympic fact- team is the one that's wearing four to fifteen. Like that just doesn't make sense. It's weird. I love the fact now that you can wear any number you want. I think one of the Indian players has had number eighty-eight. Yeah. I think it's Vishal or somebody. Yeah. Um, I wonder yeah, uh, can, what the story behind that is. But 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 uh, going back to what you said, um, yeah, uh, we, I was pretty impressed, and I think, you know, what I noticed was that we we basically had great starts to almost every game against even against China. We were leading after the first quarter. We played well against Chinese Taipei, yeah. and it I, it was sort of. Um, I think we talked about this on Twitter. I think eventually, so our top guys, Bala, uh, Hariram, Raghupati, also from Tamil Nadu. Bala from Tamil Nadu too. Um, also, shout out to Tamil Nadu basketball uh, coming back up. Yeah, on the rise. Um, on the rise once again. Um, uh, guys like Vishal Gupta and Sahil, uh, no last name Sahil. <laughs> um, so uh, like they played major chunks of minutes. They basically played almost full games in um, in the crucial must-win games. Yeah, and I think. the we eventually just couldn't take the depth like the like we could just roll f- four decent players other teams could roll seven or eight decent players and i think that's where we would eventually lose out yeah so it's a it's a positive sign and i think once these guys guys grow into your body i, I hope like you that bala uh, gets taller too mm-hmm. uh hopefully by the time they get to the senior stage experience like this is amazing you know yeah. even losing every single game but playing internationally against you know players from china and uh, well we didn't play iran but lebanon and teams like this yeah it's it's awesome just to have that experience exactly and with all different kinds of teams too like there are teams like philippines and china who are just really fast 
and their teams like Lebanon and Iraq that's just big so i think it was really nice to see that you know there was an identity for the indian team against both kinds of opponents that's always a you know that's that's a that's a good point to bother like i think identity is a great word i think um, carrying on from the scott fleming um, coaching era yeah. india really like we can kind of ima- you know first we couldn't really say what india is going to play like we weren't mm. sure it was just where, where is our best player and i think now we kind of have an idea at what we are building Yes, yeah. because even the senior team now. I've spoken to some of the players and coaches, and uh, I remember speaking to uh, Arjun Singh Golu, who uh, is from Varanasi, and he played in the uh, Bengaluru South Asian Championship uh, two weeks ago. He helped us qualify, but he didn't actually go with the team to the William Jones Cup. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how uh, the system is basically the same system Scott Fleming used two years ago. Like the coach Fleming has had. Shoutouts to you, Coach Fleming, if you're listening. <laughs> He's had such a great influence on Indian basketball. That even the the several years of next coaches are continuing the same um, regiments and the same plays, and so now we know what these guys should become by the time they get to the national stage, and I think uh, sorry the senior stage. So our senior team um, played at the William Jones Cup for the first time in twelve years too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and again we played and and you know like Amjot and Amritpal were there, of course our our two big men. Vishesh was there, who's one of our stars. And uh, and it's, so it's great to see these under 18s will one day take their, their place and and it, and it's like a real nursery system now yes. that we know that these guys will graduate into to this and 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 so they know what they what they need to do to play for the senior team now. That's right. Uh, you brought up the William Jones Cup. So for people who are uh, listeners of this podcast who might not know what the William Jones Cup is, it's an invitational tournament held by the Chinese Taipei Association, isn't that right? Yeah. And uh, they they invite. Teams, national teams, some clubs from different parts of the country. So I think there was a university it's team weird. from the US, and there was a national team from like Philippines, and like two Chinese Taipei teams. It's, yeah, it is weird. It, it, it's a weird selection. Like they invite national teams, mm-hmm. then they invite like Chinese Taipei. They invited their national team, and then the B team. Yeah, and uh, they invited the Philippines Basketball Association team, who I think won the William Jones Cup. I actually did not check that, but I think Mighty Sports were the best team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then California State University, which is from Sacramento, so they yeah. invited that team too. Yeah, it's, it's and that a... was a first. Sorry, go on. No, let's no, go for it. So that was a first game against California State University, um, and dude, we nearly won that game. Uh, Amjot was dominant as hell, and I was watching the highlights of that game, the last few, uh, the last few minutes, and Amjot was wearing number twenty-seven, and you could hear in the in the timeout of. The, the, the of California State, where they're talking about we had to stop number twenty seven. We have to stop number twenty seven. It was like really great to see that like, we had a guy that like we had a go to guy. That's... We had a go to guy. You know, uh, eventually it didn't end well for us because um, uh, a player for for California basically hit this insanely very well guarded three pointer with twenty seconds to go, and um, and we lost. So we, uh, on paper, India didn't play very well. I think our record was one and seven. But uh, we lost one game at, on a crazy three. We lost one game in overtime. I think that was to Korea, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and we beat uh, the Chinese Taipei B team. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not you know, too bad. I think like we have to put all these things into perspective, right? That for the first time participating in this tournament in 12 years, and for me. The victory here is that we are getting exposure against different nationalities yes. and different styles and whatnot. That's that's the absolute biggest positive. The results, I couldn't care less. I also think 
uh, I believe I read some in a few places that the team has been experimenting with different lineups. Yes. And yeah. whether it's by design or whether it's by sheer uh, like ineptitude of some of <laughs> some government officials, which I'm sure we'll talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, it's it's been happening, so I think it's it's nice that the whole uh, system or the coaching staff are trying to take this as a as a preparation for what's obviously coming up next, which is the FIBA Asia Cup. Yeah, so well, we were the the lowest ranked nation uh, by FIBA ranking, so it wasn't that like we didn't have any upset losses, so to say. You know, like any win for India was uh, like a pleasant surprise. It would have been a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um, but but you're completely right. So the FIBA Asia Cup, which is now the FIBA Asia Challenge, is going to be by the end of August, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is the most important thing. Uh, all the coaches have always... We've talked about this so often, Kaushik. Like, the coaches have always said that we need exposure, we need practice. And that's exactly what we got. Now, the problem was... Uh, I'm sure you saw this. Yeah. Uh, there was a major goof-up. And, of course, the blame game began. So, two of our... our our most important players, including our captain, Amritpal Singh, who, by the way, when he came back, he dominated. But Amritpal Singh um, and Basil Phillip, who are two very different-looking individuals. Amritpal Singh is a giant Punjabi. Like You could Basil not be Phillip. more Punjabi than Amritpal Singh and you could not be more Malu than Basil Phillip. Than, than Basil, yeah. yeah. And, and their names are so different. Like, it's just, you know, and, and someone, either... Uh, India claims it was the embassy of Taiwan. And then, and and a diplomat from the embassy of Taiwan claims it was the the, the travel agent who worked with the BFI. What? Anyways, you someone, think you're saying people aren't owning up to their mistakes? What a shocker! Shockingly, shockingly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so someone uh, mixed up their two passports, and uh, and and so neither could actually make it to Taiwan by the time the tournament began. Um, yeah, seriously, seven... slow clap to the person who messed those two up. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> And so, uh, our captain and one of our, like, kind of important, like, bench players, they missed uh, half the tournament. And we lost all those games, you know. Um, Amritpal Singh came in, he helped us win one of the games. He was he was fired up. Like, I was looking at the box scores and he basically had close to a 20 and 10, basically, every game back. Nice. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing to, I, I, I know we keep saying this, it's amazing to see that India has a legit big guy now, right? In, in we, the we have... I feel we have like three legit players in Am- Amritpal, Amjot and Vishesh who could be stars in any Asian league. And I don't say that, no. again, I know we are known to be optimistic, but I think that's a very realistic statement to make. Yeah, it um, is. Yes. Um, I, I, I also think, all... think that, uh, just like a bit of a sidetrack here, I think this is Basil Phillips' um, payback or like karma for the time when he faked himself as a different player and came to my college tourney. Wait, wait, wait. Can you tell us a story? What? This is, <laughs> what this is, uh, this is um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but hey, like we have 70 listeners. It's not... We say whatever on Hoodarshan. Yeah. Hashtag no filter. Exactly. So, um, Basil Philip and there's this also, there's this other guy who now plays for Vijaya Bank called yeah. Robbie Thomas. I don't know if you've heard of him. Both are... Yeah, I, I know. Like I I've heard that name. Yeah. Yeah. So, both these guys... Uh, claimed to be like two different people and came as a Kerala University team to our college invitational basketball tournament and okay. we found that out after they had beaten um, Christ University which is generally um, like the top two or three in Karnataka and okay. all those guys suddenly they seem to remember these guys I have seen them in national camp I'm sure this guy is not uh, whatever new name that he brought up I've seen this guy is not and you know how they proved it they went to BFI's website and got, 
printouts of these guys names with their photographs and everything wow. so and then when we asked them for like ids and stuff like that we found out that it was all fake and yeah that's crazy that, yeah it's crazy so, so you know what i think the only solution is we'll have to get basil on hubdashin one of these days and have him defend himself oh that is the, that that is the final solution I think I think I think it's down to his coach but you know let's uh, it's, it's not something I I think I want to ask him <laughs> but to be honest it's it's like that is the uh it, it it's only a small exa- it's it's a tip of the iceberg of a much deeper problem with yeah. Indian basketball about people using fake ages and using fake names and you know people who are like high school players who look like the 30 years old and you know that's Uh, I'm sure that that's a different rant for a different day. Yeah, um, I'm sure we can have an entire podcast dedicated to that. Um, yes, we can. Yeah. But for now, let let's come back to the William Jones Cup in Indian basketball, and I'd like to bring on a guest who is one of the most like connected Indian basketball guys. He's been working behind the scenes, and if you are um, a follower of the game, you may not have heard his name because he he does the operations work, but you've probably read his press releases and seen his work online. um i'd yeah, like to introduce if, if yeah. you've noticed that over the last year or so bfi's facebook and twitter has been incredibly active i'm guessing it's down to this guy <laughs> it, it probably because uh not that i want to give myself credit but when <laughs> i stopped working with the bfi there was like a two year barren period yeah. and um and so so here's someone who's sort of saved them and resurrected them up and doing well anyways let's bring him on So I want to introduce our guest for episode thirty-one, thirty-four. I'm sorry. I want to introduce our guest for episode thirty-four, Richard Aditya. I cannot say his last name. Calco. Are we? Did uh, I say that right? No, it's actually Calco. <laughs> Richard so, Aditya Calco. Yeah. Um, Koshik, how, how did you think his last name was pronounced before he just said it? So I uh, so I assumed he was Goan, which is obviously wrong. He corrected me in the beginning, uh, and I know that there's an amazing Goan dish called chicken shakuti. So I thought his name was like like Shal Shu or whatever. <laughs> have you heard that? Have you heard, have you gotten that before, Richard? Uh, no. <laughs> We're the first time, so I mean, uh, say I mean, I give so, you a thumbs up for that, but yeah. <laughs> tell us the origin of your name, Richard. Where are you from? So well, actually, uh, my surname originates from Jharkhand. So we are actually Catholics from Jharkhand, and wow. uh, yeah. So my dad's from there. Okay. Uh, so yeah. And so where, you where? might have heard of hockey players like Tirki, Ignesh Tirki. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah, so we we come from that community. So Tirki, huh. Minj, Beck, Calco. So we're huh. all uh, from there. Oh, there was a hockey so, player named Calco also, was there? Was there? Yeah, William Calco. Yeah, he was ah. a defender. Yeah. That makes sense now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And where are you right now? Are you in uh, Bangalore? No, I'm actually uh, from Mumbai. So I'm based okay. here. I work from home. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, so Richard, you are the. I, I think we we spoke about this earlier. Right now, you're managing operations and social media for the Basketball Federation of India. Correct. And um, and uh, you you sort of like took over, like in some ways, the kind of job I used to do for the BFI many years ago. and i think you have really done an amazing job koshik and i were talking about how like after a few barren years like the bfi the the the, the media side of it has really improved and the social media side has really improved yeah. and i think um uh, i can assume that you had a major part in that uh yeah for sure man like i remember don't be humble <laughs> no 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 it is it is no why i'll tell you is uh, <laughs> because uh, you started off um, Like let's be honest here. You started off the BFI Facebook and the Twitter page. Yeah. 
right and yeah, yeah. Um, like i think after you after you left the bfi it wasn't very active i mean yeah. so i remember so that's when i actually took over and if you look at my personal profile so people call me like a social butterfly so so yeah man i, I had to take over uh, the facebook page and the twitter page and uh, you know do make it more say what do you say more interactive to the fans yeah. so yeah i i enjoy doing it like say i'm anyways on facebook the entire time and <laughs> and uh, and instagram instagram's my favorite so i i had yeah, to get there for this instagram's event. great <laughs> yeah so it's, richard it's, uh, like, get on your snapchat man like we need to meet up that game yeah get on i mean get the snapchat yeah is that what is it <laughs> yeah i want i want to because i i mean then they'll have to send me to camps so you know that's another long process but yeah i wanted to do that So whenever I'm traveling, I can Snapchat stuff about Indian basketball. That's so awesome. yeah. I, yeah, I won't start doing that. <laughs> yeah, so so basically, like if you guys don't already follow BFI, first of all, like follow the BFI. That's basically the the, the source of most of basketball stuff in India. Follow exactly. them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I think those are the three main um, uh, sources, right, Richard? Yeah. So so for Instagram, it's at India underscore basketball. So yeah. that's that's really killing right now. I feel so. please 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 follow and uh, you know spread the word and also for our twitter page that's uh, at bfi_basketball and on 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 facebook it's basketball federation of india so yeah please so um, b- before we got you on richard we were talking about the william jones cup and um, so we just want to continue from like we want to bring you into the conversation uh, since the last few years i think what have you seen you know like Koshik and I have were really talking about how we kind of have some legit stars now in the national team. You know, we saw Amjot right. and Amritpal obviously have done pretty well. Vishesh has been around for a while. Um, TJ is back in the fold. You know, yeah. Where have you seen like I, I don't want to say like tactically, but overall in terms of like our confidence or anything that that we have taken the big steps the last few years. So, um, like I've been. with the bf for the last 3 years and i think this this is the best squad i have like seen uh, best indian team i've seen till now and uh, you know we are moving in the right direction i feel you know uh, with this new faction as well so things are going in the right direction we we are getting to see the changes that we were aspiring to see maybe the last you know maybe 2 years ago or 3 years ago so yeah like we have vishesh amjot amritpal tjs in the scene and uh, There's this new, there's this, uh, there's Arshpreet Bullar from Punjab who's uh, made his debut and he seems very promising as well. He's uh, you know going to start games as well. So I think uh, you know we headed towards the towards the right direction. And we, even though we got just one win in in the entire William Jones Cup, I think it's it's the much deserved uh, exposure or practice they need prior to the FIBA Asia Challenge that's going to be uh, in the first week of September. Uh- Richard, I wanted to ask you about something that's been a bit of a like a running joke. Uh, right. The BFI right now is controlled by like one of the two factions that want to really control basketball in India. Um, yeah. And I'm from Bangalore, so I keep making this joke to Karan that I think now Karnataka State Basketball Association is like trying to do everything <laughs> from there. And it's like the unofficial headquarters. So, um, but I think it's the official headquarters now. No, it's the unofficial. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> but I mean, no. On of... paper, we are. Uh, sorry, I just. Uh, yeah. yeah sure. uh, we are. Uh, I just want to clear this. So, of uh, you tweeted, I was in a tweet actually regarding this. Mm-hmm. So yes. uh, yeah. So Delhi is the official registered address. 
okay. like even on our letter heads and even on or on our I think on our press releases too. It's New Delhi, and we just we so we have an office, and uh, you know Miss Malini, she sits in the Delhi office, so that is the official office okay. on paper, and yeah, and officially things yeah. run from Bangalore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and okay, while that sounds like a like a really nice joke and everything, there are real <laughs> challenges and like opportunities that arise from kind of starting over from another place and like. headed by a different bunch of people so what do you think those challenges have been and like what do you think this new group has done well uh challenges yes cuz um, sai and the ministry are all based in delhi mm-hmm. so you know when it comes to coordination and uh, getting in touch with people sending out letters it it is difficult like that but now that it's been almost a year now so we kind of getting used to it with the cause to that um apart from that this this new faction is uh, so we had to obviously choose and we jumped ship so i mean we jumped ship because we could see we we were, we they had a vision and uh, so we thought we we trusted them and it looks like you know after a year down the line it looks like we are headed the right way and uh, you know la- earlier we had support from you know IMG alliance we had support from the government now we don't but you know when you still get to see the things that you're getting to see like with regards to the indian team with regards to uh, even the junior teams they're getting to participate in every fiba competition you're having your national championships held you know as planned like there's no issues right so everything's going smoothly like that there's no issues as such um and the best part is you know you're getting to see the team do well so which is like a highlight to this uh, faction I hope that answers everything. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> just to kind of like um, give some some of the listeners background of of this issue, um, which we talk about b- every episode, by the way. Which we which we bring up every, but like just want to give just a short background. The right. BFI broke up into two different fractions about a year and a half ago, and uh, the the faction that was supported by FIBA is the is the is the one that is um, that that the Richard is um, working for, and that's yeah. the one that it has been. sending all our teams out basically doing all the work now uh, sending the teams out to the national tournaments and the national camps and all of that stuff and so it's and it's pretty impressive richard that you say like and it's done well without support from the ministry and sai and i think it, there has to be a time where um, i don't know if like if you're going to say but i'm going to say like they need to they to like now just realize that who's doing the right stuff who's actually working for basketball in india and come out and support them you know there is no way india is going to uh, like everyone has to put their hands in it together you know to help the game in india mm-hmm. um yeah man but that's he... like yeah, yeah sorry sorry go on what are you saying richard yeah i mean it's it's high time that the government realizes that and we are showing results as well but you know how politics is i mean it's it's something i really don't understand so <laughs> i can't uh, i can't even like say what they think or you know what's going on in their minds but i think it's time they realize that we are doing well and bfi is being run in a good way you know like well, and, yeah and i feel that um eventually that is going to be the, the support from the government will eventually be important when when and if our own the bfi supported basketball league is launched in india um so richard i want to ask you what do you feel is the future of the bfi in indian basketball and is there anything new and exciting that we should be looking forward to any new projects that you're working on anything you want to share uh so i like to say that with this new faction um, things are getting uh, more organized 
um you you might be you you know obviously you know uh, himam sudabir who i yeah. work with who is my boss also <laughs> yeah so uh, he's putting things in place he's always Sh- shout out to himanchu he works his ass shout off shout out yeah he works his ass off and uh, you know he's been trying for ages to put things in place and uh, right now these things are being put to place slowly but it is happening so you know that's another good step even for us employees it's things are getting easier like work wise even though we sit in like different cities and work but yeah things are getting easier to work so yeah in that way yeah. with regards to uh, future of indian basketball yeah man things do look good uh, we are looking at uh, say a league hopefully a league should start maybe end of the year or early next uh, next year okay. i mean uh, keeping in mind the the new fiba you're aware of the new competition uh, yeah yeah uh, the new fiba competition where system, yeah. there's going to be so many more games i'm excited about it we'll get to host games in india we should be awesome. exactly man exactly so for that also players you know need to they're going to play like a home and away thing over over 3 years so yeah. uh, with regards to that also our players need to be uh, playing continuous throughout the year so you know for that we need to you know sort of have a league or sort of have some system wherein the players are playing and are game ready throughout the year you know yeah. in that way so we need some like that also right now uh, one thing i can uh, confirm to you is the indian school league school yeah. basketball league um that's the most important grassroots uh, you know basketball league that we really want to focus on and really want to get on with uh, so since you know you are a basketball guy so you probably will understand how important it is to have a grassroots system even though you know we're going to see this take fruit in the next say 10 15 years but yeah man you have to start at some point so we're going to start now with it that's uh, that's awesome to hear yeah, yeah it's okay. fantastic to hear as as people uh, as followers of basketball in india like the both of us karan and myself are like the most Uh, foolishly optimistic people about it we see they <laughs> clutch at straws and see the absolute positives yeah. in everything uh, but from we basically do uh, like our optimism is like steph curry <laughs> from the, from the half court line like we just know we, we just jacking it up man everything <laughs> is excitement exactly but it's it's nice to see uh, a draymond green from inside tell us that you know it is it is actually happening <laughs> Uh, you may not want to make Draymond Green jokes after uh, the latest news today, but yeah. I don't know if you guys have been. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but no. I, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully, I haven't seen it, but I know what it is about. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to have the medium hearts next to uh, some India basketball. You know, I can see all like having heart signs. At every <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Uh, before we finish richard i wanted to ask you a few like really short quick questions we asked this to all of our guests uh, who come in sure. uh, it, like we we've called it all sorts of cheesy things like three three second violation and like um, quick fire rapid fire whatever it is but essentially the gist of it is that i'll ask you a couple of questions and you have less than three seconds to think and answer it's really quick questions okay <laughs> okay cool uh, let's go for it okay uh, why and how did you get into basketball um it's, <laughs> it's taking a long time more than 3 seconds <laughs> uh, it just happened it just happened i mean i can say that say that okay and who's your favorite nba team chicago bulls <laughs> and favorite nba player oh, steph curry no oh, interesting nice uh, favorite basketball city in india favorite basketball city yeah 
Or town or village, whatever you feel like. Um, Delhi, I think. Okay, any reasons? So, uh, compared to Bombay, since I'm from here, I've seen more people play basketball there. And, in uh, Delhi? That's I think surprising. so, that's... Yeah, even I'm... I mean, a lot of people tell me that, but... Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of courts there and not many in Mumbai. Mumbai, obviously, there's Nakpada. Plus, my school, uh, I think you're aware, Dominic Savio. Saint Dominic yeah. Savio. Oh yeah, Savio's has- got a serious basketball culture. Yeah, uh, not serious, not very serious, but now they're trying to implement um, that the new principal is trying to uh, do a lot for basketball. So, yeah. So, that, yeah. Okay, fantastic. And what's your favorite food? There's only one right answer to this. Favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one right answer. Of course, it's right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Chinese? <laughs> no, no, it's it's it's, it's, what do you mean? It, it's butter chicken now and forever. Butter chicken, yeah, over butter. <laughs> like the butter will have like multiple R's in the end. Butter. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, butter that's, chicken answer. Yeah, there's yeah. there's three things we talk about in every episode of Gupteshan. One of them is the whole BFI faction. Uh, issue. Second thing is how India beats uh, beat China in the FIBA Asia Challenge two years ago. It's such yeah. a like solitary <laughs> solid victory that we we keep reminding our listeners every week. <laughs> and the third thing is butter chicken. So uh, maybe okay. you you know what your favorite food should be now. Yeah, it it, it is it is it is. But I just wanted to sound fancy. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest Indian basketball player mm-hmm. to like hang with. <laughs> Uh, I think the coolest Indian basketball player is uh, <clears throat> Amritpal. He's oh, pretty cool. Nice. nice. <laughs> Who's our captain now, which is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. He's uh, he's very cool. He's he's very understanding actually. Um, you know, he he's very chilled out. No, no ego, nothing. So yeah, very very easy to work with and deal with. Nice. And if if you had to pick one of the Indian basketball players to uh, to partner with in a 2 on 2 tournament who would you do vishesh and why <laughs> uh man he knows his uh, he knows his shit sorry for my language but yeah he he's uh, he he knows his stuff his Listen, i would have been disappointed if you hadn't cursed so good <laughs> <laughs> so actually i heard your last uh, podcast and uh, <laughs> so I was like, yes, let's do this. Kaushik swear. Kaushik is such a good boy. He doesn't swear at all. Oh, no. <laughs> I might have. I might have. Uh, oh, it's probably Jonathan. I don't know. We <laughs> swear a lot. It's cool. But 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 Vishesh is a great answer. He's uh he's my hometown boy. I got lo- lots of love for for Vishesh's game too. Yeah, man. Like I wouldn't ever do anything. I'll just like stand aside. <laughs> play, do it, man, for the team. I'll do it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Richard, thank you so much for joining us uh, on like really short notice as well. Um, it's amazing to hear the perspective of somebody who works in BFI as to things are like really as exciting as um, we idiots believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Richard. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad that you are, um, yeah, that you're kind of carrying on you're basically flying the social media flag and flying the you know the PR flag for the BFI and yeah, please yeah. please people like this guy's working really hard follow the BFI follow their work and um, it's like you know he's posting up videos and you know it's I know a lot of people feel that you know India basketball like how could that that be exciting on social media but it is and please give it a try 
Cool man. Thank you for having me on your show, man. It was really fun, and uh, I wish, uh, I hope to see you guys in real, uh, yes, pretty soon at some nationals or at some event. But yeah, thank you, and you this was actually fun. <laughs> we, you may not ever see. We don't actually exist. We are just digital entities. I've only seen Kaushik. <laughs> I've only seen Kaushik in person once. We only hung out one time that in Delhi. When was that? Called? Like two years ago. Two years ago. Whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah, long distance. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a long distance friendship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks a lot, Richard. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, um, and, and thanks for uh, letting us know how you pronounce your name, Halco. Really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. X. Mr. X. <laughs> Mr. X. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, take care, man. Thank you very much, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So I want to thank Richard Halco. Right. That's right. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Richard Kalko for joining us and uh, sharing all this information about the BFI. And you know, he seems like an optimistic dude too. See, this is all it takes to um, to get us going is is more optimism. You know, and I, I think he seemed to share that energy, which was awesome. That's right. Yeah. It's it's amazing to. I think I just mentioned this a few minutes ago. Where like it's great to hear the perspective of somebody who's inside and who yeah who like reiterates the fact that like finally there are some people who are taking it in the right direction and like good things are bound to come as a result of that. So that's, that's as an Indian basketball fan, I don't think we can hear much sweeter words than that. Well, yeah, and I think more importantly than that, um, I feel a lot of fans are. Um, sort of like frustrated and rightfully so you know like people are frustrated with like what what people are doing wrong with the, you know with basketball in india but then i think putting a voice behind um, someone who's actually working from the inside it gives people a perspective that you know things are moving people are getting out and doing things and as he said the bfi as much as we often on make criticize it are currently working without support from sign from without support from the sports ministry so it's it's important that like we realize that even though um, you know of course that doesn't mean they should be fully um, uh, free of criticism but we should realize that the fact that they are kind of working independently at this point yeah that's that's very true um, speaking of the bfi uh, and in connection to an article you wrote a few few weeks ago i think current it's it's regarding a huge huge world level event that's going to happen in a few days from now so why don't you tell our listeners what you think about that event and what that <laughs> event is first of all and also uh, what your article states a very uh, i think well, optimistic or like very long term you know view of things <laughs> well first of all you're obviously talking about the olympics which are going to start in rio very soon i think by the time this goes up they may already have begun um and we would eventually would like to talk about give give a preview of the olympic basketball tournament cuz we are basketball fans everywhere not just india uh but w- what i wrote an article about in view of the olympics coming up for eklavias um is that um i don't know if a lot of people know but india india's basketball team actually played in the olympics 191980 that's right with cool it was, it, cool ass jerseys that said bharat amazing jersey like those photos i i just like my eyes get like you know teary eyed almost when i see those photos they look so cool right yeah they do um so we played it in the olympics 1980 which is basically just the 12 best our men's team played which is just the 12 best teams on earth and somehow india we are ranked 52nd in the world right now we were among the 12 and um yeah there's a, like a, guys, there's only a star star condition applies for the thing there but we're not going to talk about that 
Well, I mean, um, so just just to give a story, I know people are gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> they don't know the story behind it. But it happened basically. Uh, it was a very political reason. It was during when um, sort of the extended Cold War between U.S. and Russia, and Russia for hosting the Olympics, and Russia had invaded Afghanistan, and the U.S. boycotted the entire Olympics. They didn't want to go to Moscow at all. And um, following the U.S., a bunch of the allies of the U.S. boycotted. So you know how like, every every um, continent sends one or two teams to the Olympics. So the Asian champions will go, the African champions will go, blah blah blah. In Asia. The champions said, we're not going. I think the champions back then were China. So then they said, okay, the second best team. Japan said, we're not going. Korea said, we're not going. The Philippines said, we're not going. Because they were all, uh, at that point, aligning with the US. And the fifth best team in Asia back then was India. That's so and cool. India, uh, of course, we, we're known for a non-alignment policy. Uh, where we basically don't support either one, except ourselves. <laughs> and uh, that worked in advantage. They were like, well, sure, we need a team from Asia. Let's send the Indians. Uh, we got our our butts whooped, but man, we went out there. There were some legends, you know. Ajmer Singh was out there. Uh, we had guys like uh, Harbhajan Singh, not the ba- not the cricketer Harbhajan Singh, but Singh, <laughs> Shyam Radhe. Uh, like these guys, you know, they're sort of legends in the game now because they played in that tournament. And I know it was only an asterisk how they got there, but still, like we haven't finished in the top five in Asia for since thirty six years either. Yeah, you know? right. a lot of so our even, guests who come in say that uh, it's not really that Indian basketball has gone down; it's just others have caught up. Yes, but yeah, we were not in the top uh, five anymore, and we're barely like twelfth and thirteenth. And now with Australia and New Zealand coming in, I, I, we have to stay in the uh, top sixteen, right? And why why is that important, Karan? Why why do we have to stay in the top sixteen? Well, so, uh, you know how um, Richard was talking about the new FIBA system. So, I think, like, what what the system is actually going to provide us a very interesting opportunity. Uh, if we make the top 16, uh, wait, let, let me get this right. I think the top 16 play in the... In group one. In, in group one. Yeah. And we are in group one. So, the we, we'll be in the group one of the qualification of the next FIBA World Cup. And I think among the 16, seven teams make it to the FIBA World Cup from Asia. That's right. If, if, I, if I'm right, I'm trying to make sure my own facts are right. After, I'm, I'm trying to read yeah, this. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, three teams. We have three team quota out of 24 normally. Yeah. Uh, but now with Australia and New Zealand coming in, we take like two spots from there too. And yeah. then, of course, the field is expanding from 24 to 32. So it's seven spots yeah. for Asia. So seven for Asia. So which means that like... Like, so currently, we are about the ninth best team in Asia, I think. Or some, somewhere around it, like our men's team. Yeah. So, we need to rank, uh, we need to basically get into the top five. Uh, which Because top five plus Australia and New Zealand at seven. And um, if we take a long-term view, like, I'm not even thinking the 2020 Olympics. I wrote this article looking, uh, trying to hope, hoping for the 2024 Olympics. If we take a long-term view, in about, uh, whenever the FIBA World Cup would be, the one before that would be 2023. I think we can climb up to a top five in Asia and top seven in Asia and Oceania combined, uh, which means we would get to play in that World Cup. And and if we play in the World Cup, all we have to do is eat, finish as among the top three Asian teams, not Asian and uh, Oceanian, the top three Asian teams at the FIBA World Cup. The top Asian team at the FIBA World Cup will automatically qualify for the Olympics in 2024. And the number two and three teams will get to play in the FIBA Olympic qualifying tournament. So, I mean, I know it sounds like a lot of, you know, like blah, blah, blah in the air. But once you actually break it down and see 
step by step what needs to be done. It doesn't seem completely impossible to me. I think if we get the right crop of talent and 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 this is a long term project. I think if we plan for it, if we plan, you know, five, okay, five years, let's try to be top five in Asia. I think it's very possible. I I completely agree with you. It's uh, things are only on the rise up for Indian basketball as we as has been the theme of this podcast so far. Um, <laughs> but it's just that there's ample opportunity now, and just the fact that we might be or we're more li- most likely going to be in that top sixteen, and that is going to give us home and away games against. Asia's elite. Uh, yes. I don't think I don't think there's anything that can be better than that in terms of exposure yeah. and preparation. Well, we're we're definitely we're definitely in the top sixteen. We're definitely in Group A of Asia. So that's that's already like we'll be hosting Australia and we'll be hosting China and you know so th- automatically like we have the motivation to be good and and our our home fans will will be interested. You know the FIBA new competition system is awesome for that. The fact that it gives every um, every country a chance to see high level basketball. Um, yeah, and then shit. Uh, if we make it, I'll be the even if we again even if the same nineteen eighty situation happens where we can't play well at all, just being in the FIBA World Cup or being in the Olympics itself would really raise the excitement for basketball in India. Yeah, that's you right. Know? And Karan, um, Karan, let's let's make a pledge here. If we ever make it to the FIBA World Cup, let's go there. We are going. We're gonna and, and we'll we'll broadcast Hoop Darshan live from the FIBA World Cup. Oh Let's man, do that. stuff of dreams, <laughs> stuff of dreams. It's gonna happen. I'm, we, we'll have I'm Jyot Singh come in every day, give us um, uh, and let us know about how the game went. You know, uh, of what might be the newest, new, best, greatest thing ever since basketball started. Exactly. <laughs> oh um, man, I can't wait. Well, for <laughs> let's talk about the present a little bit. The 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 FIBA. Well, uh, sorry, the the Olympic basketball tournament is about to start. I actually don't have the teams in front of me because hashtag mountain internet problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll try to say this off the top of my head. So there's yes, there's obviously the US. Um, yes. There's Brazil, Argentina, and Venezuela from South yes. America. There's uh, France, Spain, Croatia, Serbia, and Lithuania from Europe. Okay. That would be five plus three, eight plus one, nine, and then there's. Token Asian team China, token yes. Oceanian team Australia, Australia, and there should be one more that I'm forgetting. Of course, the African team, uh, Nigeria. Wow! Yeah. First of all, kudos to your memory. That's awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Um, I just read the article like oh. this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I want to ask you. We'll, we'll get to the US last because they're the favorites. Um, who do you feel are the 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 other top contenders? Like let, let's talk about two or three teams that you feel are the other strong contenders in this tournament. I think I think it comes at a really weird time. Uh, this this Olympics, I don't think any of the national programs are at the top of their games right now. So the two mm-hmm. most obvious teams I think that have a likelihood to at all challenge the US. I think I don't think anyone's beating them, but uh, mm-hmm. the two teams that are likely to give them a challenge for a half or three quarters at best. Are probably France and Spain, and both mm. those teams as well are like on a bit of a decline right now. So they're yeah, um, it's nowhere close to the team that we saw in two thousand eight and two thousand even two thousand twelve for Spain. Yeah, but yeah. I I have to also say that like in two thousand twelve I didn't expect them to play that well. So they might yeah. they still might, but if you just look at it based on their best players, right? Pau Gasol and Juan Carlos Navarro are on the wrong side of thirty five, and yeah. Uh, it's just they don't have as many veterans as they once did. The likes of Garbajosa and like Mumbrú and all those like epic Spanish guys. And Mark uh, isn't playing, which is a huge disappointment. You know, yeah. I think um, 
because I feel you know for the US the the, the the bigger problem always is in these tournaments is going against the both the Gasols you know like because going against a lot of great big players the U if if there's a weak spot usually that is the one for the US yeah um, and now they will only have to contend with one of them and Pau Gasol is basically one of the greatest ever international players ever yeah uh, and and you know what he's going to show up I think he's going to be once again one of the better players he, he may again make the all tournament team I think I've that much faith and love for 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 Pau yeah um, uh, we're both like the Pau fan club <laughs> and uh, the thing with Pau is like he's an amazing player by himself and on top of that all you need is like you need to care to play for your country and nobody cares yeah. I think more than him when he's, so when he's so so and, uh, he'll, he'll be good but um, I actually feel France are gonna be the I think France will be better too the, yeah. the second best team in this tournament yeah I that's my uh, um, cause I, I feel Tony Parker is going for this isn't he yeah he is he is I, yeah. I think they have a they have a fairly decent like first five as well if you look at like Rudy Gobert Boris Diaw Nicholas Batum, Batum is there. Batum, yeah. yeah, Nando Dicolo and Tony um, Parker. Fournier is, is Fournier part Fournier? of this team? Yeah, that's a actually really good question. So Evan Fournier yeah. has been like left out of the French team because he, he. I'm not sure if it was fitness or whether he wanted to be uh, part of some sort of like NBA free agency and all that thing. But he did not take part in the Olympic qualifier tournament, and their coach was just like, "This is the team huh. that got us through." So. We don't need yeah. to change it. Um, so, That's which is, interesting. Which is fair, I think. But I think Fournier would have been a really, really vital player. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's a great shooter. Like, And you need... Uh, basically, you need to be able to stretch the floor now. Because the US, let's get to... The, like the Unless you have any hot to- uh, anything hot takes on any of the other teams. I, I actually think there'd be a couple of teams to watch out for. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to keep my eye out for, um, for Croatia. They're a really, okay. really young team. Um, yeah. Average age of less than like 23 or 24. Okay. Uh, so there'll be a force to reckon with in a, in a few years, but this tournament again comes a little early to them. So they were actually ranked third or fourth in their qualifier tournament, and they beat both Italy as well as Greece. That's ranked oh. higher than them. So um, I think Croatia will be fun to watch for all like Philadelphia 76ers fans. They'll get oh, to see Dario Saric. Dario Saric is, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to see him. He's gonna be off the hook. Yeah, and him and Mario Hezonia on the same team. So that's gonna be fun to fun to watch. Well, uh, they'll definitely be like the, the the swag champions at this tournament. This absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, uh, and and of course, like if you are a hopeless basketball romantic like I am, this is also the last time ever that um, Manu Ginobili and like yes. and Andres Nocioni and all those like Carlos Delfino, all those guys will play in the blue and white stripes of Argentina. So that's yeah. um, I, I don't think they'll do very well, but it's gonna be fun to watch them for like one last. What about time. the home team, Brazil? I don't know. I, I don't know if they're, they're that good. They're missing a lot of stars, right? I mean, not that... Uh, I don't know if Barbosa's there, but definitely, like, Warejao isn't there. Yeah, Warejao uh, isn't there. I don't even think Nene is there. Uh, hmm. But yeah, they're, they've got a weird team. I think they'll yeah. rally with the whole home advantage and everything. Yeah. Get, get somewhere, but uh, I, don't, I don't expect much from them. And I I think I also have a soft corner for my, like, adopted home of Australia right now. I think they have, <laughs> they have a, like, really punching chance of getting something like bronze they yeah um, they're good but it all depends on like how fit Vogue it is and like yeah whether Paddy Mills goes nuts or not and that's <laughs> that, that can Paddy happen. Mills <laughs> I, I remember the last Olympics Paddy Mills ended up being as the leading scorer of the tournament it's yeah, just one of the most random things he's got um, the license to shoot whenever he wants from where yeah. he wants so. <laughs> um, so yeah let, let's get to the obvious favorites um, 
the, the team US. Uh, now I feel that they'll be rolling with the starting five of Kyrie, Clay, Paul George, KD, and Boogie. Do yeah. you feel? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I think there might be a chance that Melo plays, but yeah. ahead of whom I'm not really sure. Yeah, because you don't. I I mean, it, it, if if it is, it'd be ahead of Paul George. Yeah, I think so. But. I would personally go with Paul George. Um, I think he's a more well-rounded player. He he defends his ass off. Um, so you know, with the US, the conversation always is: who do you feel like in 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 a team full of stars is going to shine the brightest? You can really like put your close your eyes, pick one name out of the hat, and <laughs> chances are that like that person will do it, right? That's, that's yeah. how many amazing players that they have. Uh, and the funny thing was, I had a chat with some uh, another friend of mine, and he says that the number of people who've left out, who've been left out either due to injury or whether they've pulled out themselves, uh, if that is put together as a team, right? Where do you think they'll oh yeah they'll finish like, the Olympics? Is that better I mean, than the US the, team? The, the starting five of uh, the guys who've been left out would be, I'm guessing, Steph Curry, yeah, uh, James Harden, yeah, uh, LeBron, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Anthony Davis. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a hell of a starting lineup. That's, that's amazing. That's insane. Uh, and then you, you get you get guys like Blake Griffin and uh, Chris Paul. All these guys are still, you know. Yeah. So that it's such a ridiculously deep talent pool. Um, it's almost unfair. Yeah. I I feel that, uh, but, but but you know where this team would have an advantage over, let's say, the last few Olympic teams, mm-hmm. is I feel that they have a singular sort of orbital center to their greatness, which is Kevin Durant. I think like yeah. just in like uh, I, th- I think KD is by far in my opinion the best player. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's he's going. I think in the last few years it was between KD and LeBron and Chris Paul was also pretty good. Yeah. Um. Or and and Kobe of course was around. Who you know even when he's not in his prime, you you he's still the Black Mamba. Like you still gotta give him respect, right? That's right. Um. With and, and Dwayne Wade was around, who could still be really clutch. I think with this team, it's uh, KD is the orbital center, and uh, things would work well off of him so I feel KD would be the best player it's his chance to be uh, kind of going before he goes into the next season with the Warriors to kind of like stake his claim as you know the best player in the world if, if that is what he is um, I'm excited for my main man Boogie Cousins of course oh, he's going to be awesome he is and he plays amazing with the US too Like he, he plays great what? he plays all I feel so bad every time I see him with Team USA because I feel like he's got he needs to be in a team with you know one other great player because he. Hey, really hey, Karan, great. my hot yes. take here: he's going to end up on the Lakers soon enough. Huh? You know what? Uh, not just saying this because you know, uh, because I'm happy for you as a Laker fan. I I'll be happy for him to be yeah. out of. Uh, I mean, with all respect to our uh, our our. our <laughs> Coco Indian Vivek Ranadive. He doesn't and, know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He needs to get out of. He needs to get out of uh, Sacktown, man. Yeah. For, for for everyone's good. If if the Kings just rebuild and start, you know, from organically with a happier. I just feel uh, what they have going on right now is very toxic. Yeah. But, but anyways, uh, yeah. Boogie should be good. Yeah, Boogie uh, should be great. I think. Uh, as as sad as it might be to admit this, Draymond's going to be pretty good as well. Like he's going to be the boogie of the second unit, and uh, Draymond's going to lead this team in assists. I feel. Yeah, I think he's he, he could be the he, he's the best like distributor, which is uh, so because he he was the best. He he led the the Warriors in assists last season. That's right. And this is pretty much the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> they have three fifths of the future starting lineup. Um, 
The yeah. only like weakness with this team, I mean, and this is just nitpicking, is the point guard position. Like, I'm not entirely happy with the Kyrie and Kyle Lowry. Yeah, left. yeah, I agree. I think beyond Kyrie, it's like a real step down in terms of Kyle Lowry. Like a lot of the, like your Tony Parkers and your uh, Ricky Rubios and Sergio Rodriguez. I think they're like at the same level, if not better than Kyle Lowry at the moment. So uh, that's well, and in my in my in my romanticized world, I want to see Ricky Rubio like basically. Hound the shit out of the US like backcourt. Be so so awesome. I think he, which which we which we saw. Do you remember the two thousand eight Olympics where Ruby was sort of a newcomer and he it's the really greatest, made life hell. It's the greatest CBG. game I've seen in my life. Like I think the that, greatest international game. That was an game. amazing game. Yes, yeah. where where it was like I think LeBron and Melo got in foul trouble and Dwayne Wade played really well and then Kobe just went. Kobe went Mamba Kobe. Mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I feel, but you know what's amazing about this tournament, kind of coming back to Ricky Rubio point uh, and the backcourt thing, mm-hmm. is that it is just it, 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 like anything can happen. It's a one game, you know, in the knockout. Yeah. yeah. And as Spain showed the last few finals, uh, like they really gave the US a run for the money, both the last finals. That's um, right. And uh, our our main man Pau Gasol was just immense in the 2012 finals, specifically. I remember he was unstoppable. Uh, Dwight Howard, your favorite player, not was just owned by by Pau Gasol, and it was just like it was, and and you know what? Um, as this could be Pau's international swan song, I would love to see him basically give his heart and soul to this to this tournament. Yeah, it's it's a it's that hopeless romantic picture that you paint. Like it'd be amazing, <laughs> it'd be amazing if that happens. But I I just don't think that their squad has enough. Uh, they're also coached by a really weird guy uh, named Sergio Scarolio. He's I don't yeah. know. Like Spain has so many coaches. Why do they have to employ this weird <laughs> Italian coach who doesn't know what he's doing? But yeah. shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, so do, you, do you think there's any chance at all that the US doesn't win? Like if you had to. No. No. Okay. No. Yeah. The US will win this tournament. But I hope um, France and Spain at least give us. Like I want to see a close enough game so the US have to. You know, because uh, I always love seeing the, the crunch time lineups and who steps up. I think yeah. one of the reasons why we remember the 2008 finals, um, the Olympic finals so well, because that team, uh, the Redeem team, had the best players in the world. Right? They had Kobe and LeBron and Melo and Dwayne Wade and all Chris Paul. And, and you know, there was always a hypothetical question, like, who takes the last shot? Who takes over when, you know, yeah. when things get tough? And, 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 Kobe, and it was Kobe. And, you know, like, I remember that was Kobe sort of like, Maybe not in his prime athletically, but in his prime as a mixture of both as an athlete as, and as an, as an intellectual player. Yeah, he's, and, he was like, that was peak Mamba, I think. It was, it was peak, like, I, I think he played better in 2006, yeah. obviously, but I think this was, he was a more intelligent and responsible player by now. Right. Um, and he, and I, it, it, was so, it was so amazing to see as everyone else just deferred to him. They said, you know what? Uh, Kobe lead us through. This is the biggest game on earth. Yeah. And 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 so I would love to see that situation, and you know uh, I would love to see somebody like KD take over or and, or someone like Clay Thompson just go crazy or something like that. You know, uh, that's what basketball should be about. And this being a single knockout tournament, there is a chance that could happen. That's right. That's right. Uh, I, I hope I hope that happens too. We have a game or two that I that go down to the wire to see exactly that. Um, before we wrap up this episode, Karan, this is like I keep reminding our listeners that this is an Indian basketball podcast, so <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about what's happening in Indian basketball. And we haven't covered everything, have we? Um, the UBA, the the professional league conditions apply again, um, <laughs> had its third season, and we've 
Yes. Uh, we've just completed that as well. So uh, who who won this time around and who won uh, the so MVP? Ch- so Ch- Chennai won again. The league was in Pune. Um, What's up with Chennai winning franchise competitions everywhere? Ch- Ch- Chennai have been in all three finals of the UBA league. And uh, they won two. So they won the first one and then they won the third one. So this is a great team. Um, they and they actually did not play well in the in the group stages actually, and it, it was sort of they they kind of really wrapped it up in the playoffs and knockout. They did the uh, Cleveland, you mean? They, they sort of did the Caps, yeah. <laughs> um, and the Pune player. So Pune was the the tournament was in Pune. And the Pune player Narendra Greval, who's from actually from uh, he's from Delhi, I think, or from he's or he's with the army. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the MVP of the tournament. I think he was by far the leading scorer. He ended up with like thirty-two points per game, and the next leading was someone who had. 23. Uh, imagine, um, imagine what would happen if he shot with both hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and and he and he kind of played hobble. I think he got hurt midway in the tournament, and he still um, he still continued. So okay. much respect to Narendra Greval. Um, I mean, respect to the UBA for for doing something in Indian basketball, like providing this unique sort of excitement. You know. Yeah. Um, you know what? A lot of people were talking about it this season. A lot of people asking me questions. They want to know where the games are. Were following and tweeting about the games because what what the UBA is doing is, re, uh, like you know they broadcast the game the games on ten sports and they're kind of very active on social media, and uh, I realized this in in India if you just broadcast the sports people will watch it. Yeah, there's you know? there's a billion of us. <laughs> and, and and it makes such a big difference between just you know us boringly telling you like box scores on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, while as compared to giving you you know on this channel at this time, and. Um, that, that's you know if if you look back to when we were young and how we got into basketball, it's when we you know they used to show those two games on ESPN and Star Sports or whatever. That's right. And uh, that was the highlight of my week, and I'm sure of yours as well. Yeah. But, uh, Saturday morning uh, and Friday morning. That's the. And so now we can see Indian players doing that, you know. Yeah. So I I I can't I'm glad for them and uh, I can't wait till Richard's prediction of the league, uh, starting soon. I I I hope that happens so, soon so we can see like. You can see like crazy uh, an upgrade of talent of India's best players, hopefully on TV too. Exactly, exactly. And on that amazingly optimistic note, um, <laughs> let's end episode number thirty-four, the big one, the episode number Shaquille O'Neal, Hakeem Olajuwon, and so on. The big Aristotle. Yeah, yeah. We did uh, we did better than episode Javail Monkey for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you. And uh, as always, find us on Twitter at Hopistani, that's Karan, and at, I'm at underscore Kaushik7. Uh, the podcast is reachable at, at Hoopdarshan on Twitter, Facebook, uh, which you get on Instagram, and um, Podbean, SoundCloud, and a host of other places. So uh, thank you once again for tuning in to us. Enjoy the Olympic basketball tournament, and uh, until next time, hashtag India Basketball.